0: morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are thank you for listening this is where I come to share things that God has shown me that he really loves me and he wants a relationship and I wanted to share this with you because he loves you too and he wants you to know the same things that he's taught me share stories, testimonies, his miracle signs and wonders. Sometimes I will share wisdom, scripture, visions that he's given me, maybe some music to uplift you for the day. If you're here, I pray that you are willing to take this journey with me. Everything I share comes from a place of compassion, love, and really want to encourage you. God is so faithful, and I just want you to know that he's no respecter of persons. He wants these blessings and miracles for you, too. Enjoy. Share with a friend. Let's all do this journey to victory together. Amen? All right, let's go. Are you ready for the next episode? All right, let's get into it. Hey, friends. We are expressive beings, and we are lost without communication. Speech has an enormous implications, especially as a vehicle for sharing the gospel. We've come up with audio recordings and braille for the blind and sign language for the deaf and writing for anyone who has something to say from afar. A Christian speech should consistently honor the Lord with their praise, but if we're not careful, we can curse with the same mouth. Out of the mouth can bring praise and cursing. How do we want to communicate? As Christians, we want to build each other up, not tear each other down. And we have to be really careful about what we speak. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. James 3.5 also says, So the tongue is the smaller member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze, by such a small fire. What if our conversations were heard in heaven? I heard that somewhere. A while ago that heaven records our conversations and it got me sort of thinking what if Jesus was standing right in front of us while we were speaking to somebody right would it change how we talk to people I mean if we went deeper we understand that he abides in us and us in him first John four thirteen says this is how we know that we live in him and he in us he has given us his spirit So, we already understand he abides in us. So we should be carrying ourselves a certain way. But I think sometimes we forget. And that's why I was using the analogy. If Jesus was standing right there in front of you with this person, would we speak differently? Because when I heard... Our conversations are recorded in heaven it started making me think during each conversation like oh I gotta dial back oh I need to pause no I'm not perfect in it but it has changed sometimes in what I would say certain things and I was already working on that because there comes points in times where it's okay this isn't working Let's pause, pray, take a beat, think about it. How do we want to proceed? Then you have social media and people are using either their phones or their laptops or tablets or iPads to communicate. Now we don't even have that person standing in front of us anymore. And I heard someone use this term, you know, having keyboard courage. It's true. I think some people will say things and you'd have to wonder would you really say those same things if you were face to face with that person the way they go off? You know, is it easy to just, I don't know, word vomit on somebody and then walk away? Maybe that's what some people do. Sometimes I stick around to see how someone took my comment, especially if it's sensitive right I don't know that's just me because I think it's already challenging to communicate via technology and you can't see someone's facial expressions or their tone when they respond if is it is it sarcastic are they hurt did they feel like you came at them in a certain way I tried to really watch a tone I really try to pray first and if it has anything to do with trying to show someone the truth, I'm going to the Word. I'm going to use the Word. Especially like if it's in prayer or someone's in a situation and they're asking like, if I don't know enough information to write out a response, a lot of times I'm using emojis. I'll, I'll give you an example. Someone's asking for prayer. Especially if I don't know the person, it's the first time I've come across their post. A lot of times what I'll do is a heart, the folded hands, and the dove representing. For me, it represents the Holy Spirit. Because there's no other emoji that I can really put as far as, because I'm moving. In step with the Holy Spirit. Now, if the Holy Spirit brings a word right away, then I'll use that word and stand on that and not my opinion. Um, I've. It depends, though. It depends on how I'm led. I try to be really sensitive to those things. Was I always? No. And I've had to learn. You may have the truth, but not everybody is ready to accept it. Every once in a while, I'll have a bold prayer and I'll feel the Holy Spirit reassure, reconfirm. And then there's been times where it's never received. My biggest focus is, was I obedient? If I was obedient, then God bless and just move on. Now, if I did it in haste and I wasn't supposed to give that word right away, then I ask for forgiveness. We are commanded to control the tongue and keep it from evil. Proverbs 15.4 A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Isaiah 59.2-3 But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue mutters wickedness. James 3, 9-10 through 10. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. So it holds true whether you're speaking spiritual, physical, or emotional life or death. We don't want to be deceitful. We don't want to bring sin and death. We want to speak life, which leads me into Romans four seventeen. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Or you might have heard it in the King James Version. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him who he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were. There are some verses like Ecclesiastes 10.12, Words from the mouth of the wise are gracious, but fools are consumed by their own lips. Or First Peter 3.10, Whoever would... Love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. In Colossians 4, 6, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Psalm 141, 3, Sit a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Matthew 12, 34 says, You brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. That's why I wanted to focus on conversation as part two. Because it goes into what's in our heart. How we treat each other in relationships. So... That is the root. What are we filling our heart with? Are we filling it with love or fear or anger? Are we bitter? Is our heart stone or a flesh? Couple that with renewing our mind. We've talked about that before. How does God purify our hearts and minds? I believe I've talked about the end time harvest and what is coming in waves. The remnant. Of the believers that have been hidden and that god is bringing out to gather all his sheep there are signs and markers that are bringing god's kingdom and the government back to the way god designed it god is shaking up the land to consume everything that is not like him i heard it was more referred to as a burning bush like moses where global fire is coming meaning god isn't just after one place but sweeping through the nations Think about the fires that we had. And now we're getting those torrential rains and there's flooding and there's a deep gully washing going on. And God is letting the winds and the rains and the floods and torrents come to do the deep washing. Jesus can't come back for his bride because the body of Christ, they're fighting and backbiting. And there's too much division but God is after our hearts and this is what I was talking about our hearts he's purifying our hearts and minds no more hiding God is a great I am and he's about to um, show us that we really don't know him God wants his sons and daughters to know he has strategies we have to trust him it's that radical obedience it's forgiveness it's Staying sensitive to the Holy Spirit and not getting angry or do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Don't look at what the government's doing. Those government giants are coming down. Don't look at the educational system and what they're doing. Those education giants are coming down. We need to pray for breakthrough. Breakthrough and deliverance in the land right now. We need to declare it, declare it, declare it. Supernatural breakthrough. The Lord of Hosts, which is God in charge of the Army of Angels. They're already posted up, I believe in Washington, DC. God has assignments for these angels and we need to declare that. We need to pray for his Army of Angels. The Lord of Hosts, Jehovah, El Roy, the God who sees. He sees everything. God is omnipresent, omnipotent. He is everywhere. He knows everything that's going on. And we just really need to dig in and trust Him. We need to stand on our posts. God is after hearts of men. I've said that before. He wants to dwell with us. He wants to dwell with us. I'm going to wrap this up now. There'll be another part, three and four. So stay tuned, stay tuned for all the parts of this discussion because they all go together. It's relationship, it's obedience, it's the way we speak. It's that God is after purifying our hearts and minds and telling the truth. And is it uncomfortable sometimes? Do I want to see people turn around from their destruction down the path of where they're going? Absolutely. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of this podcast is to encourage, to build up, to edify, bring more sheep into the fold. There's a billion soul harvest happening and it comes in waves. And so people are not really paying attention because it's not taking by storm. But to the Christians that have been paying attention, it is actually. We knew this was coming. So pay attention to the prophets. I can give you the information if you're interested in learning it for yourself. But you're going to start seeing it. And just press into what the Lord has for you. The Lord wants to keep His promises. He's going to be doing signs, miracles, and wonders. He's already done it, but He's going to really show out. And He wants to do that. So speak those prayers, those bold prayers, so that He can do it. And that He gets all the glory. Yahweh! Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I pray that you return and listen to more episodes. Share with your friends and loved ones that you think would benefit from this episode. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to prudentpeers at gmail.com. You know how I do. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Until we meet again, deuces.